Will you pray with me? Holy Spirit, open our hearts and minds, and by the power of your Holy Spirit, that as the scriptures are read and your word proclaimed, we may hear with joy what you say to us today. And all of God's people said, Amen. Our scripture lesson for today comes uh, for the rest of the reading of the book of Acts. And, and, you know, when you're a liturgist, sometimes you get asked to read difficult readings, and Sue Ann did an amazing job of reading one of the hardest readings uh, in the lectionary of reading Acts 2, uh, 1 through 41 of the story of, of Pentecost. But here is what Paul Harvey would call the rest of the story. Acts 2, 42 through 47. The believers devoted themselves to the apostles, to the community, to, share, to, to, to their shared meals, and to the prayers. A sense of awe came over everyone, and, and God, formed many wonder, God performed many wonders and signs through the apostles. All their believers were united and shared everything. They would sell pieces of property and possessions and distribute those proceeds to everyone who needed them. Every day they met together in the temple and ate in their homes. They shared food with gladness and simplicity. They praised God and demonstrated God's goodness to everyone. And the Lord added daily to the community those who were being saved. This is the scripture of faith for the people of faith. Thanks be to God. Amen. Always be aware of when a preacher sits down to preach. Because anytime Jesus did it in the Old Testament or in the New Testament, we, we, we know that Jesus meant business. The only reason why I'm doing it today is because I can, I'm still not to the point where I can stand for a very long time on my hip. Church, I can't thank you enough for the prayers and the cards and the food as I recover from total hip replacement. If you would have told me five years ago that this is where I would be, I would laugh at you. Never once in any of my dreams for this church did it include total hip replacement. But it's funny how dreams lead us uh, into a new place. And see, what was happening is the, the disciples and all these people were sitting in the upper room. They were trying to figure out what to do next because they were trying to figure out what to do next. They needed a big dream. Even though Jesus showed them what to do and, and showed them to, to love me and to love my neighbor as yourself, they, they were organizing. They were getting together in this upper room. And, and you know what happens in community meetings sometimes? They, they all became one mind. It was through the power of the Holy Spirit. The same Holy Spirit that was here before you got here this morning that anointed those pews that you sit in or, or the homes that you're sitting in or wherever you're watching worship today, the Spirit was there calling you to be aware and to be open to the Spirit. See, we work so hard to close ourselves off from the Spirit that, that, we, work, that we don't want to go where the Spirit wants to lead us to go. 
We don't want to be like the hymn and say, here I am, Lord. Because it's going to be hard. It's going to be difficult. Could you imagine if in the upper room, when the, when the Holy Spirit came down and, and filled the room in space, I, I can imagine what that would feel like. You know some of that wind we've been having lately? Imagine that being stuck in an upper room. And being overwhelmed and over, they were overwhelmed and, and, and they were having a great time. They were being the church, not just sitting there, being monotone and no energy. They were being the church because they had hope for the future, what was to come. They were dreaming bigger dreams of sharing God's love with the world and doing things differently. So much differently that I've never been in a committee meeting where, where people were saying, oh man, those, those Methodists, they must be drunk. It's 9 a.m. in the morning. You know, they're just having a good old time. I've never been in one of those committee meetings. I've been in worship services, though, where the Spirit was so present and so alive that people's lives were being touched and changed. We have to continue to dream on like these people were in the upper room. Dream on to, and not be afraid of what the world may say about us as we're trying to follow Jesus. Because even the earliest followers of Jesus, the early church, this is the birthday of the church, they were being called out for the community from being different. Oh, they're drunk. Those people in the upper room. And you know what's really crazy about that is that some of those people were Jewish people, not just Gentiles. They were being critical of the church from the very beginning because they were doing things differently. They were striving to live as Jesus wanted them to live. And so they, they did. They, they, they gathered together. They, they, they shared community together. They were community together. They shared meals. They shared their prayers and as this was going on, the Spirit was continually working, continually adding to their numbers. When I first got here, the big dream of this church was to do one thing. What was that one thing? Pay the debt. It wasn't make disciples of Jesus Christ for the transformation of the world. But we made that our focus. Well, our dream was to be in a world without debt. Our, our focus was to make disciples of Jesus Christ for the transformation of ourselves and of the world. And over the last five years, we've done just that. And did you notice what happened when we made that the focus of our dream? The debt went away. When we remain faithful to the Holy Spirit and we focus our lives on Jesus, those dreams become true. Now you have a new problem. What do we do next? Church, the vision is simple. Jesus says go out into the world and to love and to care and to be like Jesus. And if we don't be like Jesus, then this is for nothing. We are called to live by the Holy Spirit, to go out into the world, to love and care for one another. So why not let that be our dream? Why not let that be our dream that, so that way for the next 10, 15, 20, 50, 60, 70, a thousand years, this church lives into the dream 
of making God's love known to the world, no matter where you are or who you are, but to love. Bishop Karen Oliveto, in her uh, sermon yesterday, said, we need the fire of the Holy Spirit to transform fear into power, confusion into clarity, and silence into community. Church, if we're going to be the church that Jesus dreamt us to be, you're going to have to love. You're going to have to love those people that only come once a quarter, once a week, or once a year. You're going to have to love those people that look, act, talk differently than you. Because that's what it means to be the church. We must continue to dream on that this church will live on long past any of us. And that's my hope and dream for you all. That you live a life and, and live a life faithful to Jesus of being open and caring for all people who walk through those doors. And, and, and you know, George Acevedo, he, he, he taught me that when you pray this particular prayer, I've taught you before to be ready for it. George Acevedo's prayer is, Lord, send us the people that nobody else wants but needs your love. And that's the prayer that he prays every Sunday morning. That's the prayer I pray every Sunday morning. And every Sunday morning, I wonder what God is going to provide for, for us. And we have to be ready for that. What does that look like? Well, how do you want to be cared for? You know, I, one of the ways I learned how to love is, is asking yourself that question. How would I want to be cared for? The first thing is to get to know people. You can't grow the church if you don't get to know people, right? Can't get people to come to church if they don't know where we are. Which means you all have to go out into the world and say, hey, I go to this church, here's what we do. Because you all do a lot. Let me tell you, you do a lot. And it may not be under the church flag, but it's really great to see every week in the paper, someone from our church is doing something really, really good for the community. That's what mission looks like. You don't have to be taking the church van, although if you want to gather a group of people to go and, and work in the prison or at Camp Egan or at Wesley, yeah, go do that. But everything we do should honor and love God. And if we can do that, we're living into the dream of the church that the people in Acts were dreaming about, of what it could be. Kathleen Marshall said that dreams are not usually brought to fruition unless the whole heart is willing to do its part towards implementing them. And those dreams that we have for ourselves, for the church, you have to be willing to invest yourself into them and not be afraid. And when you're willing to be like the people in Acts and willing to devote themselves to teaching and caring for their community, did you notice at the end of this chapter in the book of Acts what happened when they were faithful disciples of Jesus Christ? The Lord added daily to their community, to those that were being saved.
So what do we do? What's my challenge for you all? Be faithful. Be faithful to Jesus, not to Shanna, but to Jesus. Be faithful not to me, but to Jesus. Be faithful not to the bishops, but to Jesus. Be faithful to Jesus so that we can transform the world for God's kingdom to be made known and the dream that God had for us continues on. But the only way we do that is we dream on. We dream on to infinity and beyond. And maybe you're scared. And maybe you're afraid of where that may take you. You know, every time we sing, here I am, Lord, I keep thinking to myself, Lord, why did you call me? Why me? But it was because that's the dream that God envisioned for me. Was to share the good news was to share God's dream with the world, to, to love and to care for our communities, to, to dream on, to carry the God's kingdom here and now. And yes, that is a scary dream. And yes, the world tells me I'm crazy. But I know I'm living a faithful life of where I'm being sent out to. Faith is about taking those steps without knowing where the end really is and trusting that the light that is in us will lead us home. And so, church, I I, I leave you with my final thoughts and leave you with the idea of continue dreaming. Because the moment that you stop dreaming is the moment that we die. Dream big. What would it look like to dream big? Dream so big that it stresses Shanna out and she's calling me consistently saying, they're dreaming too big. I'd rather hear that than they're dreaming too small. The sky is the limit. And maybe that will take you to a fabulous place. Maybe that will take you right where God is calling you. But even when you're afraid, dream on. Dream on, church. This time I'm going to invite Emily to come and sing a song. Emily... I know she's not wearing red, but do you know that blue is the brightest part of the flame? And so she is wearing Pentecost colors, for those of you who want to troll this. But she's going to sing a song that I had heard right when we'd found out about this appointment change. And it just struck my heart and inspired the sermon. And I knew Emily can sing it, because she's amazing. (laughs) 